0: Hello again, welcome back to Spotlight, the podcast where we tackle the Star Trek franchise Canon uh, to see if we will go from casual fan to trekkie we're currently two to one. Paul has now become full trekkie as of just uh, last year, and uh, we've got a special supplemental today we're joined by our guest Adelaide Philippe
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you very much for coming on um now we've like our previous guest. Adam Langston who came on to chat music uh, me and Ale worked on a short film many years ago One, possibly one of the same ones I mentioned with Adam actually so mm-hmm. it was a 40 hour sci-fi film uh, what, what are your recollections of that because I remember it just being a crazy weekend because we had a guy who produced and directed it, and he just kind of went all out to get as much as he could to squeeze into these 48 hours. So, you know, you turn up and you get given a title and a line of dialogue, Mm. and you just kind of have to write something on the morning and then shoot it. And so we were all in this, we went to the Institute of Medical Research, I think Mm. it was, which was an amazing location for a film. So we had labs, like real labs,
1: You remember it so well, this is incredible. It's come back now, I remember all my (laughs)
0: photos. And he had like, this producer, he had like five or six actors on standby so we could have as many characters as we want. It was me and this other chap who was writing it. And uh, we just had this whole big crew and we had a swimming pool on standby so he wanted underwater shots. We just had everything, so it was kind of like this big playground. Yeah, Yeah, I remember remember the
1: swimming pool, that was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember he was like, he was like, "Just, just bring everything, just be ready. And I was like, I don't know what the film is going to be about. And I got there. I was makeup effects of, you know, a person to do everything that has to do with blood and weird stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Said that way, it's so exciting. Um, but no, it was great, so I ended up just bringing an entire kit with me and a couple of alien props as well for some oh, reason. Oh, man, well, I well I yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear about those. think had, yeah, like a, a face hugger. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I think it was like a latex face logo that I did ages ago because I'm a massive nerd, and obviously I would do that. Uh, and I brought that to the film, and it was like, yeah, we might use that. It's like, it's nothing to do with the film, but God. nobody cares. It's a sci-fi thing, and it's 48 hours. We have to come up with something to shoot as much as you can, and we'll decide later. Okay. And uh, I think, I don't even know, I think there's only one makeup that did it in the end, or I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, anything. it was weird. I remember, so the, it was kind of like Inception... I was gonna say before Inception, but it was after Inception. (laughs) So it was kind of Inception. It was like, the idea was a guy, was in in a- It was (laughs) was about a guy who was in a coma. This is how I envisioned it. It was about a guy in a coma Mm. and the whole film was kind of in his head. And he's kind of being helped, he's in a wheelchair, he's kind of being helped along to find certain objects by different characters. And all the different characters turn out to be the same Doctor in real life. Mm. And the idea that the Doctor's using a technology to chat to someone directly in a coma to try and help them out. So it's Patch Adams meets his session. Yeah, and it culminates with this really great kind of montage of him getting a combination to a big safe. There was this giant safe in like the basement which we used. And it's him clicking in this combination, and every click that, that he turns—that's very,
2: turns, that's very um, Inception, now
0: Yeah, every every <laughs> click that he turns wakes him up slightly, and it culminates of him waking up in like a Matrix-style pod underwater water. So we got our actor Ian oh, Vogel just—you so did get yeah. the swimming pool in there, like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So those divers day wasn't there, was like, yeah. He went he went naked in there. He, we just had him like in a fetal position, just floating around, which is okay. really funny. But yeah, that was crazy. Did you do anything else like that? Any other shorts following that?
1: No, actually that's my uh, only experience with a 48 hours sci-fi thing oh but gosh. you know it was a good one
0: yeah. a- A.K. your big break, so there we are
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely Ooh. Did you carry
0: um, on in the uh, like makeup prosthetics straight after that?
1: Uh, actually no, weirdly enough I went into costume props mm-hmm. after that um, I've always been doing kind of both at the same time because I couldn't settle just for one I just love them both and you know now that I've gone into concept design a bit more it's easier because it just it just flows better. Like if you do character design, then you're obviously going to do like character art that comes to make yeah. sometimes prosthetics, and you're going to design a costume to go on it. So that's a nice way to wrap everything up with my experience before and what I do now. Um, but no, I, I went into costume effects because after that, I think 2012. Yeah, it was it was Thor. Thor: The Dark World was like my first sort of bigger experience as it were that did not last 48 hours (laughs) just a bit longer Uh, and that was as a as a costume maker because i was doing some leather work as well at the time and they were looking for somebody else to come into the crew to do that so i just you know stepped on it Mm. Um, and then i kind of moved from costume back to makeup back to costume back to makeup Mm. and then like maybe i should just do one department that settle them all Be a designer, there you go. So it's good to (laughs) get all
0: that experience across those departments within similar kind of areas.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct, that's correct. And it's really helpful because now, obviously, you know, when you design something, you're looking for, how can I call that, like, um, you're solving a problem, Mm. right? So if you've done it before, if you've actually fabricated the costume, you know the pattern, you know how an armour works, how the bits kind of go you know on each other and how they interact with the human body that some stuff you just cannot do because the person is just not realistic it's not going to move properly on camera it's not going to look good same with makeup a human face will remain a human face even though we look all different we still have the structure is still the same so it's quite interesting and it makes you gain time now that i've gone into the design process because even though i'm gonna Look into some like doing something that looks like cool overall Mm. because you know that's what you do. Like you want it on camera, like that is a cool thing. Yeah, but you want your cool thing to work so people can actually interact with what you've just designed and it's believable and even though it's out there, you know. Take Star Trek, (laughs) for example. She's wearing a huge jetpack. She's wearing like this this tactical vest or whatever, but. You look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see how, how that yeah. works. Like, why would she need that when she goes somewhere or whatever mm. or why, you know, so that's really interesting. And, and with my experience before, it definitely helps now that I sit down it makes everybody gain time so even yeah.
2: me. <laughs> With a, with, you know, we're talking about Michael's EVA suit from Discovery Like, so mm. people are thinking about what each part of that does it's not just like if you get the sense from the original series there's just blinking lights that are just blinking because they look like they're futuristic they're all fine. but there's more like you know time spent on just like well we don't want to just add an extra pouch or a blinking light on the suit unless it's supposed to be something you're I don't know preempted the the in Kindersley incredible cross-sections book that's going to come out just say with all the arrows pointing to stuff. (laughs) Is there more of that going on behind the scenes?
1: Not always, but yes, most of the time you'd have that and and sometimes you wouldn't believe the amount of work that goes into like a tiny part that's going to be on camera for like a second. Mm. Like her her big Eevee suit, which is the orange suit that she's wearing under the jetpack when she goes out to go see what the Klingon Massive, but uh, like you guys pilot, have done in, the first in the pilot episode, episode on there, right? so yeah, 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 you're fine. See, so on the pilot episode, she's wearing that suit, and and you probably see it for like what five minutes in total, like even less, I think, on camera, and it's bits and pieces. And we see, you see the jetpack on top. But this costume was on for like maybe a month and a half of you know front and back, and what about this line, and what about this line, and she's in space, so she you know it should like contract her muscles so it kind of keeps her together, and it needs to be like good enough that the lines flows on her body, so she looks you know sort of like sexy because you want that, but not sexualized, that makes sense, we yeah. didn't want that at all for Star Trek, and mm-hmm. I don't think it should be really anywhere with that, it's not at all what it's about, but you want her to like not a strong anymore, female, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, you know, yeah. uh, quote-unquote, the producers did not want that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's good, it's good to
0: um,
1: but yeah, no, she was, you know, I was really excited on this project because when I came in, all I knew was, look, it's going to be a female character and she's not a captain, And I didn't know much about Star Trek, like I said uh, before, I didn't really watch a lot, you know, but I knew it was about the Captain. What had you
3: seen before you worked on Star Trek Discovery?
1: So, I saw maybe... A couple of voyagers episode. Right. Um, I got quite hooked on them actually. <laughs> I was, yeah, I like voyagers. I like the opening title and uh, the whole thing. I was like, oh, this whole so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, But no, so that's that's the only stuff I saw. I know you see the JJ one. Yeah. That yeah. Man into darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah which I loved actually, I thought it was a really cool one.
0: Star Trek Discovery is produced and made in America, right? Mm. How much of it comes over here, just in terms of designs? and
1: I know for this particular production uh, we had a small team at a workshop named FBFX here in London and they specialise in costume props and costume making and they're just absolutely amazing, they're pretty much the best in the business in here or one of the best in the business in the UK. So they got contacted by the people that were doing Star Trek then in America Uh, and they were shooting over there but we've done part of it here but we've done very specific things, like it was for the jetpack and the EV suit, and obviously the short haul and the helmet, and a couple of bits and pieces. Well, we'll post so really some, this yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some this, yeah. yeah. This book, right? yeah. this is book your right. portfolio, isn't it, or a kind of book version of your portfolio that you produced for certain get together of lots of designers? Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's like a selection of work really, because you could actually do like a forty pages book just on the Eevee suit if you wanted to. Not sure how interested it'd be for people, <laughs> there's a lot of variations, of on variations, but this is how you get it right. It's never gonna be really your first idea, you know, mm. you come up, you're really excited, so I'm gonna design something like, oh yeah, that is it, you know, and, and you go there and you're like, oh, actually, this is great, but you know, maybe she should have this because the character's actually more like that, and you're like, oh, okay, and yeah. it kind of goes like back and forth like that, and obviously, because I didn't see a lot of Star Trek before, like, we didn't want Discovery to be completely like a new out there thing that had nothing to do with the Star Trek franchise, it mm-hmm. is still a franchise so it's got a very specific look it. shares to the it. DNA,
2: absolutely. It, yeah, yeah. yeah they st- I did feel like there's a touchstone because of, of like, some of the the colored colours they use in the uniforms, like you mm. know, different ranks and that kind of thing, yeah. so that's all kind of there but just it's sort of like, it's not as in your face anymore, I mm. think it's a lot more... Practical, It seems, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It was kind of adapting adapting it for the people of today. That makes yes. sense, even though you knew there was a, a generation that knew Star Trek for a while that was probably going to, you know, maybe, hopefully, watch <laughs> the new one. But there was a lot of, of a younger generation that might not be as much into the old Star Trek that might want to watch that, yeah. and how do we get them hooked? This
0: ain't your daddy's Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, the whole... Pr- tagline for
2: Star Trek JJ first when that came out <laughs> <laughs> sort of, when they're having beastie boys blaring out yeah. and off cliffs it's like yeah we'd, we'd want to go as far away from diplomatic relations with TLR4 <laughs> as we could
3: <can> possibly get <laughs> Did you do a lot of visual research of kind of past Star Trek costumes when you were designing?
1: Yeah, so um, there was this this woman with us uh, named Shirley Wilson, and she's an amazing costume maker. And uh, she had this book named I think it's like a hundred year of Star Trek costumes. Don't quote me on that because it's probably not titled that, but <laughs> it's roughly that. Like, it's Proud an years, amazing book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's amazing. It's like I'll I'll have to give you the titles a bit later, but it's like this enormous book that just references all of the series and all of the films and you've got all of the styles from the very first series Mm -hmm. and like the sort of square helmet you know, like the blinking lights everywhere type thing. Yes, um, I've seen
2: that one I think, yeah. yeah. We've, we've been watching that show actually for the first time ourselves and I think there's one that's for
0: Surviving on an Ice Planet it's just like this complete box kind of cube. You know, <laughs> yeah, that they're in the bin. I mean it must yeah, be quite tricky to like come up with something new for something that not only existed in the past but had multiple iterations, so like original iteration in the 80s, 90s so it's something that's very much Star Trek to a lot mm. of people, and it 's had different you know different ways through and it 's like trying to find a new one which isn 't so different that people are like this could just be any old space show." It has to be like, oh, it's definitely a Star Trek look, mm. but it's also new. So I guess not having as much experience either helped or hindered there. Because I imagine you might have just drawn something and been like, this is amazing. they go, oh, it's exactly this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the exciting bit, isn't it? That's, that's the most challenging thing. Mm. Like every new thing is a massive challenge. And, and what's exciting is like you feel like you're a researcher. It's like a science thing almost. You take it as a science project. It's like, Oh, I don't know that. What well, was done before? what do they want now, what can I bring, you know, to it, because that's what they hire you as a designer as well, is because there's a tiny part of yeah, you yeah. that is, you know, wh- how are you going to put yourself into something as big as a Star Trek franchise? How are you going to completely freak out about it? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, yeah, it's very interesting. So so we, we got this book, and I was looking through everything that they've done, and even though they're all kind of different, through the series, they still got stuff that, you know, stick with them. Mm. So, like you said, you know, the way that they have, like, the captain one, and then there's the different color for the people in engineering, different people in the science lab, they're different, et cetera. Um, so you take the essence of what forms Star Trek, mm-hmm. and then with w- w- points which are important, you're like, okay, what can I do with that, and how can I bring that into something a little bit more futuristic, yeah. but not too much, because in the yeah. timeline, they're supposed it's, to be ten years before. Oh cast. yeah, yeah. There's
2: always <laughs> one thing that kind of just links it. So if they drop mm. everything else, there'll be the insignia. Yeah. And if they do the colours, then it's the, then they drop the insignia and mm. they do something else. But it's always something that
0: brings that like thread through that kind of links it all. It's, it's crazy yeah, how iconic yeah. the baseline can be. When where you can literally just line up like a blue, yellow, red nothing else and you kind of know what's going on
1: what's going on exactly yeah yeah, yeah. well that's I'm, even
0: formed the box art of like some of the things where they literally have the tiniest shit
2: but it's the trails are just these three <laughs> bold colours and you just know they're Star Trek colours mm. and it's like you know that's all we need now
1: yeah no that's true I think you know what actually I know that's going to sound weird but I think it helped me on the fact that I wasn't a tricky mm. because I did not approach this you know in the whole like oh dear you know I must Keep this particular thing there, yeah, like, and I keep, yeah. must keep this. And if I don't, then the whole world will fall apart. Oh, right. if you're because a personal fan or something. If you, you yeah, know, it's yeah, very, yeah, very, yeah. very hard. Um, so I think it did help in that way because approaching like completely new, fresh thing, and uh, the very, very first design I did, you could argue if it didn't have the and Senior there or the thing that makes it a Star Trek, you, mm. it could have been pretty much anywhere. That's that's kind of why it worked from a starting point and then from there we were like, okay, how can I bring it a bit more into the Star Trek universe? Yeah. How can we kind of link all of what was done before together so it fits within this timeline and people won't doubt it when we'll see it. And mm. they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I can see why this is 10 years before whatever. Totally, yeah.
2: Was another department very much in America doing the Klingon aspect of it, or was that like was that coming over in England as well?
1: Yeah, oh, I wished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it was, um, it was in America um these two guys which are absolutely amazing um glenn hentrick and neville page and the two of them they uh they dealt with a Klingon, at least all of the makeup part i think they've done some of the armor as well yeah like they they on netflix they have this uh this after track. Yes. Uh, show i don't know if you guys saw that there's actually quite cool things in there and and both of them were there yeah no they're really really good and they're amazing you know concept designers slash makeup artists and and I think they did a very interesting jobs with them because they look different Mm. in a very interesting way and through design language but you know again talking from perspective that somebody who's haven't watched all of the Star Trek, so I don't know if the yeah, actually had a massive... it was
2: the mm. biggest departure, almost, from traditional Star Trek, and it was a good choice. But mm. we, we referenced it up on the episode that it was a bit Dark Crystal, actually, some of the... Yes, very much. <laughs> we <laughs> were talking <laughs> about, like, art of books mm. you might have, like, kind of used as inspiration as you kind of grew up, actually. Mm. So, with, you know, when you were growing up, did you kind of want to go into this field, or, you know, was there a book you read? it's like, oh, I'd love to do that one day? Because we talked about having that same book, Art of the Dark Crystal.
1: Oh, man, there's, like, so many. <laughs> Like, like, is
0: that the one formative movie that you saw and was like, how? Ah, I must do this.
1: What, well, as a job, you mean? What? Yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, actually, weirdly enough, uh, I think it was Frankenstein, the Kenneth Branagh one, which always makes oh, me okay. look like a fool, because when I say that, people are like, oh, she's like really cool, like into the old Frankenstein sort of black and white. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of saw that like much later, and it was like really interesting. Mm. This is one of the first like makeup and the stories with it, like how Boris Karloff had to like go and sleep in his makeup, you know, because mm. like we couldn't like remove or they couldn't remove it at the time because it was like very difficult. So he had to like go, and it was out of the kit. Like all of this stuff is yeah, really yeah. cool to know. Um, but no, I was just just fascinated by this movie. I don't know why. Like <laughs> quite young, it, it's just, I, I was not like, actually. But is it like quite steampunk
2: esque? Like is yeah, that, it's is got quite like a
1: lot of steampunky element, and it's got like um, De Niro in it as the creature. Hmm. Um, don't quote me on that because I'm gonna have to Google that later. Like,
3: I presume yeah, you're referring to his coat kind of, because he's sort of stitched together, isn't he? His yeah, skin, like that. Is, that. is that what you're referring it, to? That's correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like. You know, some people would argue that obviously it doesn't really make sense the way that he's was stitched together because you wouldn't really do a human like that. But um, from a point of view that he looks really cool. You know, he looks scary and also miserable. Yeah. And that's what makes this creature so beautiful. And, and he's one of my favorite sort of characters uh, in films like that. And I think yeah. most of us which are doing this job, we've got a little bit of a Frankenstein complex. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I look in this and I'm like, I want to create stuff like, can I create stuff like that? Oh wait, I suck at math and I'm really not good at science. I'm going to draw it and it's going to look as good as <laughs> so pretty much what it was. I'll draw the
0: line of actually creating life. Yes, that's,
1: that's you know, it's, it's it, there is a little bit of that, you could defend that there's a little bit of that God complex going mm. on and you can't help it, it's just that you love creating something out of nothing. Yeah you know repurposing and then even though you can't claim it just for yourself because then we talked about that and you're just part of a bigger machine you're just a tiny little clog in this huge machine Mm. so you know you're just part of it and that's amazing in itself but you know there's, there's some part of you who's like oh I just I just created something yeah. well, new
2: <laughs> it's giving you an outlet so it isn't just for yourself you're filling your home up with different like costumes that you've just created on, yeah. a, on a whim <laughs> you have a, an outlet for it and you get paid for it too yeah. so you know
3: <laughs> yeah I mean I, I was going to ask about that because you were saying about how obviously your your main thing on Star Trek Discovery was designing kind of the space suit and such mm. and you were saying oh it's only on for about 5-10 to 10 minutes of screen mm. time however mm. a, that spacesuit costume became a huge part of the promotion mm. for Star Trek Discovery. Like that is front and center of all the trailers. Mm. Are the scenes from the pilot with her in that spacesuit? Mm. When you saw that, how, how did that feel? To being like, well, that's my first design. <laughs> Java, yeah. yeah, it's like I think it is the first shot, of the first trailer, mm. the first proper trailer with mm. footage.
1: Okay, let's be honest, it felt pretty great. <laughs> um, but you know, I wasn't alone on that. Like I only did like the soft. I took on the soft suit, and then yes. the guys at FBI Fix, uh, it was Alex Dawes and Nejed Kedaram uh, and Vesely Angelopoulos, like the three that mainly kind of worked on this big sort of you know suit, and then obviously all the people that actually made the suit after, yeah, and then they did like the hard, hard surface of it. Um, But obviously, you know, you had to like, you can't do one without the other. Because if she wears something that has nothing to do under the suit, it's just going to look ridiculous. And then, Mm. you know, if you're not being careful on both sides. So it's like working together. So it kind of all comes together. And obviously, yeah, it was part of that. And it's actually the big suit is in the uh, opening sequence. Like I saw that on the first one. I was like, what? Like this thing is going to (laughs) stay for the entire series. It's amazing. Um, But yeah, no, it felt great. And uh, I got really lucky with this design, I think, because When you look at the design on the book, actually, uh, once you will see it, I suppose, uh, later on, but uh, you look at the lines and then you look at the photos and surely replicated like 95% is the exact line I've put down there. And that is really, really rare. Like a design will evolve constantly through the pipeline. You'll come as the concept designer and uh, you'll maybe, you know, give a, a, a spark of what the shape, the idea, the character, the whatever you would look like.
0: Someone else kind and, of runs with it. And yeah, like, and
1: then maybe like you'll go to the, the sculpture department, mm. and the sculptor's be like, "Oh, that's cool, but I think you know it'll work better on the face if it was like this." So it's gonna maybe tweak it a little bit so and you're like, Works. Oh, and okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, got whoever's gonna paint it, and she's like, "Oh, I, mm, this bit maybe like that." And then by the time it goes on screen, you know, that's why you're part of the team is because you've got 20% of everybody that makes the final mm. product what it is. It's not just gonna be you being like you know, just, just draw that, Duh. do that done you know, it's, it, it, yeah, it probably wouldn't be that great <laughs> yeah, no. so you've got multiple brain on mm. one thing and that's. that's but if you say it was gratifying
2: for you that it didn't actually have a lot of things, they just produced pretty much identical. This particular yeah. one, yes. Yeah. This
1: particular one, yes. It was quite cool. Uh, Justice League actually was kind of the same thing, which was pretty cool, uh, which we'll mention later, I mm. suppose. I don't know. <laughs> with,
0: um, with Star Trek being such a huge show, I mean, it's mm. still TV. Have you found this difference between film and TV in this day and age? Because, you know, TV's much more cinematic and film's still mm. huge, but was this working on. Because is this. Comp- you, most work on films mm. so did this stand out being different because it was TV or did it not because it was Star Trek and it was so big
1: not really actually uh, it's true I haven't done a lot of TV shows um, I did work on was it BBC's Atlantis they did make for that yeah. and there was this um, little Halo uh, project as well which mm. I believe was TV it was a, a, at a Cool Your Creatures it's called a workshop in St Albansy in the UK um, but that's I think about it but frankly, I didn't really see the difference. You, you could argue it's a budget thing, but again, you know, for Star Trek, <laughs> I yeah, did not really yeah. see no, it. It,
2: is, it had the look of, apart from the CGI in the first teaser, everything from there on was like, this is a huge scale production, yeah. and like the set building was there,
1: Yeah, and
2: um, yeah, and the marketing, and that kind of thing, just, it didn't feel like they were skimping on anything. No. And, no, and we it know that isn't traditional sh- Star Trek, actually. I mean, mm. the stories of the other actors in the 80s, like basically <laughs> sleeping, in, we're not unpacking their suitcases, <laughs> all to fall apart every second, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite new to have solid a very solid kind of base for them to be on building on
1: it was a different approach I think you could argue that you know the same way that you guys uh, mentioned Star Wars on one of the episodes as well and the fact that it was you know, very low Which budget month? they're like oh my god don't <laughs> ask
0: that yeah. oh, no, um, we, we say it all the time all
1: the time um, but you know it's same for Star Trek I suppose you know you, you could see some of the props now and you're like I recognise that that's like a box of a razor and they mm. just remove this and they put a little like uh, cotton at the top and that's like a microphone now you know and you're like what the hell Yeah. <laughs> I did. how Oh, that's what they were doing at the time, right? Yeah. That's what made it so beautiful in a way. And same with, you know, Star Wars. I think on the first one, uh, some of the container Aliens, it wasn't like, you know, somebody's going to go there. It's like, okay, we need to do container Aliens. So you guys are going to drop me like um 55 sketches of creatures. And then, you know, um as a director, I'm just going to come here and select one. And then he's going to go through the whole process, which is kind of what's happening on the new trilogy now. It was like, you guys go home in your garage and you're going to sculpt like. You know, seven ten mask and do something yeah, for like me, and get then a come back cock, a few yeah, exactly. get a shuttle Yeah,
0: netting.
2: Yeah,
1: do something if for me, yeah, and have then have a wolfman
0: head. Like we'll use that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just you got right, the a yeah. devil out back. Great, bring him in. Great,
1: bring him in. Yeah, actually, yeah. if you stop the film, you can see yeah. a couple of stuff. And you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's yeah. that's the beauty of it. That's I that think. kind of
0: handmade feeling of especially yeah. The originals. That, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, very much, very much. And I think if you look at the old, old Star Trek, it's definitely got some of that going on. Whereas now you know it's it's everything is so important that the design will go through an entire process and it's very rare that I would have to go and somebody was like oh just throw something in there yeah, you know yeah. it's well, like, <laughs>
2: the expectations are high and I think the marketing you know, it would just like the chance to be able to sell things off the back of it that people are interested mm. in like what the, you know the suits and those kind of things like there'd be an art of but there'd also be one for the kids that say what everything does you know that's why Star Wars has like 10 books along with every film isn't it mm. so you know they. I think that's why you, with street franchises you have to kind of have a reason for everything Yeah. almost it yeah, has yeah, to yeah. make sense in the world
1: Yeah, Yeah, people Mm -hmm. can relate as well, you know, they'll just look at it and they'll understand it, even though you, when you look at it, and you're in front of the film or the series or whatever, your brain doesn't go, oh, I can see, I can relate to this because, you know, you just don't, you know, you Mm. just relate to it because you can feel deep inside that it belongs here. Yeah. When you watch this, some some films like that sometimes, you watch it and you're like... Yeah, it's a cool creature, but I don't know if I can imagine this, even though you can't imagine it because just the nature of it, it shouldn't be here, it's not on the earth, but somehow you just don't relate the same way.
0: So, obeying to those kind of rules of its own reality, something has to set up kind of what works in this world, and if something portrays that, Imaginary logic That mm. kind of Breaks the illusion it's like, mm. Yeah
1: that's correct I mean even something As magical as Superman Is explained You know On the fact that He's a Kryptonian And in inherits different rules Therefore this is why He's flying You know It's not just like Oh he's flying Just set it You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh okay <laughs> like,
1: hmm. hmm Okay yeah when,
0: so um, with, with Discovery Were you hmm. on For a certain amount of time Or for a certain amount of episodes Or was it just Because it was so early In the design process Was it just like Set everything up And then It gets spread around Or was it like you're on episode blah blah blah, blah, blah blah blah
1: Uh it was really, really early. I mean I don't think they had Sonica at all at this point, no, no, you know like she got casted like a lot later, so we just knew it was going to be a female, which is you know far superior yeah. to like some shows that start they don't even have a script, they don't have anything. It's just like mm. come up with something. You're like for what? I don't know. Just do something. Like, <laughs> okay. So at least it, you know they got prepared with that. Like we knew it was going to be a female, and she's a strong character, and we had stuff to start on. So we, we knew. know that she's
2: quite attractive as well. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> would rather you made her attractive because um, I thought she was going to be an alien at first because ah, okay. there was oh. this thing on, on you know the fact that um, she was going to be on um, live long and prosper yes yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> see check that out
0: <laughs> <laughs> getting better by the second
1: oh thank yeah. you <laughs> I, yeah I do it in the That's the we we go on. just
0: being in the room <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah so so I don't know why I think somebody just spilled it to me for some reason so I just my first designs actually her as, like, a full-on one from, um... Vulcan. Vulcan, thank you. It's got stick, I swear. Uh, yeah, it's, it's from Vulcan with the ears and stuff that I got really excited, and, you know, I just did the whole makeup for her and stuff, and obviously, if, if there's like, no, actually, she's going to be human. So like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's half your idea, though,
2: maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's
1: uh, She there. has been brought up she, there. You, know,
2: you can only go to, like, Vulcan Barbers if you're there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's true, though, actually. You can yeah. see, like, the change, the, the makeup change for her is, is quite subtle but it's it's part of the whole thing and like then when you look at her and she's very clean cut in the first one then yeah. she, you it know, kind of goes into like a more sort of you know a beauty which is there but she's not like clean cut like a vulcan wood if that makes mm. sense in a very strict logical way yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm just you know, so like cool. she's quite nice uh but no it wasn't set set episodes. Uh, we only knew there was the for the pilot obviously because the jetpack it was going to be on the first episode yeah. so they just said yeah she's, she's, they need that the first episode and then uh, the armor one I think was going to be later down the line but it wasn't set on exactly which episode it was going to be Um, So that's exciting Mm. because, like, actually, this armor is not worn by her in that particular thing, and it was made for her in the first place because that's the armor that she was supposed to wear, a thing um, and not the tactical vest in some situations. So it's got with a helmet, she can breathe, uh, and the rest of the Discovery unit might, you know, use it. It's not really her armor, that makes sense. It's like a armor from Starfleet that it can Mm -hmm. use to, like, go places. Um, But it's exciting because you don't know when a design is going to resurface, if it's going to resurface and how they're going to resurface. So you design something and they might be like, oh, we like this suit, we change the colour and do it here, then we can use that. And and you're like, oh, okay, I've seen this suit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So this Um, is something we haven't seen in the show yet? uh,
1: You have seen it in the show just for about a minute. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you don't really know. And you see it in the the Netflix uh, after Trek as well. I think they did a... uh, Uh, feature it as Mm -hmm. well uh, on YouTube where uh, you can see actually they film the war and, and it amused me because when the featuring came out actually the show wasn't out just yet that was like, wait, that's all of our design like <laughs> <laughs> during the feature. but you know, they're leaking it on purpose I suppose like they've yeah, the probably exactly like, what
2: nuddiest, they do yeah. people are it's like you know freezing the frame and looking at the, the design boards I mean, that, and a lot of those behind the scenes on Star Wars,
0: they are blurred
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> deliberately, it looks like some redacted document, <laughs> yeah. you know. it must be so great to bring something to like the extent of what you can do with something and then to see it like, oh, if, this, if I just clip my fingers and this magically is real, that's kind of what's happening, <laughs> but it's just other artists doing it. So you're like, great, you've really followed it through, and I can just pretend it's real now, because I'm seeing a jetpack flying through space, and that's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: but it has to, though. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like, um, I know for the jetpack, uh, it was done, like, really quickly as well, so the guys did an amazing job with that. Uh, and for the small hall armour, there's a ton of things that you wouldn't really think about at first, but obviously she goes in space, she needs to breathe though, so you need like a backpack where you can have air and where the air going to go and you can't make it too big because then with the design it doesn't work and she needs to have line that keeps her feminine, but then, you know, <laughs> so, and it's very much like a, uh, like a car design, mm. you know, industrial design and you need to like think about how it's going to fit around her body and how things are going to interact with each other and how is the, the internal part of the armor going to work even though nobody ever will see any of these things. So you haven't
2: seen a masculine version of that same suit then? Or was it, is there like a a version of that which is not for a female (coughs) wear?
1: Um, There was a male version, which I haven't released because they haven't shown anything in the thing. So I didn't really want to show stuff that weren't shown, obviously, because you know. (laughs) uh, Let's keep it civil. Mr. Paramount, (laughs) CBS. Uh, yeah, so no, it's it's not shown, that um, there was an idea that maybe you know, the rest of the crew could use it and that meant male, female, alien.
2: So it's like, why are you working on this, Adelaide? Just just knock another one up for something yeah. else, just in case it. like, how long that's going to take?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's interesting because you know, sometimes it's also that they're going to like a design and it might not be in the original scripts and then they're like, ooh, can we use that for something else? And then suddenly part of your design is going to make a story. Mm. You know, they have that on Star Wars quite a lot, actually, when they're going to come up with a creature, just like a a bunch of creatures, like designs on the wall. And then, you know, whoever's the director at the time would come and be like, Ooh, I like this little creature. Oh I've got this idea. What yeah. about this guy who would do this and this and then suddenly you've got a complete sequence on the yeah. film that was like just
0: little it of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of and little bit of and they write that and bit that
3: and that, that bit of a that bit of a little I like that Bloody Ice Wolf. Let's have that. let's bit of a little bit of a is bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little
1: yeah,
3: of a little bit of a
1: little bit Yeah, a little
3: bit of a little Wars. <laughs>
1: Multiple departments okay. <laughs> actually uh, on Force Awakens and Rogue One. I was part of the costume effects department. Okay. Uh, Rebels actually. boo any anyway. <laughs> 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 you know, sit lords and for me to love. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they had Kylo. Uh, you know, on the side, but obviously it was just one costume, so it's a bit different. But uh, it was, you know, it was really interesting because they are completely they're such different things every single time. Mm. You know, and and you're working with all these different materials, and it's really exciting and even if you're not the designer on it or the concept designer you'll always find yourself adding design work to what you do because people will give you a concept art And most people, what they see online, when they type concept art, they see all these beautiful finished illustrations. And I can tell you now, Secret 101, it's not like that. (laughs) It's never like that. I mean, most of it, you know, some people are quick enough that they can do it during production, where they're gonna do like beautiful concept, which are full colored and rendered, and it happens from time to time but most of the time it's gonna be you with a bunch of sketches, maybe you're gonna clean it up, and best case scenario is gonna be like a quick painting of what the color scheme is gonna look like, what the yeah. form I'm gonna fit, and it's gonna to have to go I down the line because it's,
2: too much to do of course you're doing this on your Windows Surface Pro because that's what all the adverts tell me is what <laughs> the- oh yeah. <laughs> I
1: have Thank a you. MacBook Pro yeah. actually
2: ah, so well, I didn't think you could do that on oh, the Mac
1: personally yeah. the, the
2: advert definitely said <laughs> I, I,
1: what, what's Windows I, I don't, what oh it's <laughs> just <what? laughs> <laughs> yeah that's mean that's just so mean Uh, no I just I I always worked on on Mac so that's kind of what I use with Photoshop um, it's pretty much all I do now so I'm gonna start with you know sketches even Star Trek was used that way actually Mm. because I had a Funny story, uh ten years old, MacBook Pro when I started starting school so <laughs> wow. like it was like old so I had to go don't old school. It just lit no, yeah, it, it kinda I think Justice League just killed it. So <laughs> <laughs> it it just had it. So uh, so I had to start the old fashioned way which in a way, it was kind of really cool because you would like sort of imagine yourself as part of like the old series. Yeah. You're like, oh, they had to design something. It's probably like some guy, you know, in his table, and he had to go with a pen and pencil. And I had to start my design that way, pen and pencil, the old-fashioned way. So it was, yeah, you no, know, it's kind burn of, like, like, it all
3: down, yeah. start yeah. <laughs> like from the ground up, cool
1: element, and then it's yes. just scan it. And then when I had the new one, of you see, ended up on the on the computer. So.
3: And this is on Justice League, where I believe you were working on the Amazonian costumes, Yeah,
1: that's correct, yeah. Costume designer Michael Wilkinson and Stephanie Porter, she was the uh, Aston costume designer. Uh, Same at FBFX as well, they actually handled uh, the Amazon. Was
0: this the same team from Wonder Woman as well, did they come over? Because were they designed and created for Wonder Woman and then brought on to Justice League as well?
1: So it was a different design team for that, uh, just because... I think, well obviously it was a different costume designer uh, and it was just a different like time setting. So again, you know, just the same thing with Star Trek where you've got like a timeline that you need to respect even though you want it to change. Mm because like, you know, it kind of needs to have some refresh every Mm -hmm. film they do. Like even, you know, Batman, you look at the suit and you'll be like, you know, it's a slightly, slightly different suit from Batman the Superman, even though it looks the same, it's not going to be the same, and every single costume will go through this refreshment, uh-huh. even Wonder Woman is going to be slightly different if you look at it, the yeah. colours are a bit, you know, it's always it's something I... guess it's that going. world
0: of like, franchise storytelling, but mm. the films are singular, so they're set up as single things but yeah. it's like characters and scenarios and designs going through a whole, whole thing, so you've got to make it your own, but respect what's before and what's coming, and I guess it's just putting this whole big puzzle together.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So we we basically took the costumes from Wonder Woman as a start up, right? right, to see what it was, see what it looked like. Um Obviously, yeah, it's not in this book because it came out way before Justice League was released, uh, but it's on the website, so you can see sort of some of the process, uh which might be quite interesting. Uh And and we just needed something to start with. Basically, that's what it was, and uh, I think. I don't remember which artist actually made this concept art. There was an original concept art back from Wonder Woman of this, you know, lonely Amazon type thing that ended up not being used. So we took that first and, uh, and the guys were like, well, you know, we need to do something. So why don't you stop, make this costume and design something from this concept art that works? So here is where I was really happy to have all of these skills is because if I'm employed, and that like, we can't do into the design phase yet because we don't really know what Michael wants. And at the moment, he's got everybody else to deal with. So, you know, the Amazons will be like later on, right? <laughs> um, then you need to start with something. So, I ended up just making the full costume. Uh, and then, Grand Pyramid, which is um, one of the leaders, uh, uh, well, one of the bosses, I have VFX who were sculpted it as well, so like the two of us kind of put this costume together in the end and then uh, Michael and Stephanie came over Uh, you know they're going to look at the material, look at the lines, what it looks like if it works and then from there he just you know redesigned the entire thing and just came up with different styles for the crowds Mm -hmm. Uh, and obviously Hippolyta, Queen Hippolyta and uh, the Lieutenant, I think she's called uh, Menelipe I think yeah so that was mainly what it was uh, and then he came up with these beautiful sort of like high fashion sketches and that was amazing you know because like not every costume designer would actually do drawings sometimes mm. they will just give you a board of ideas if you were lucky <laughs> or they'll be like Check out my Pinterest. Yeah. I just follow. Do something. You're like, okay, so, you know, it's it, it's everybody is different. You too. hope that
2: somewhere in the past they've been an artist and just now they've kind of. It's of helpful. The point yeah, to people. It's, yeah,
1: definitely, it's yeah. very helpful. But you have.
2: benefit that somebody is doing it and kind sort of illustrate.
1: What yeah they want yeah as well yeah. yeah Michael's quite amazing for that so he did he did all these uh these beautiful sketches, and it, you know it had like the forms, the lines, what it would roughly look like, and then my job on that was to take that and refine it to see what the little details would be, what you know the accessories would be, what the lines would do you know on the belts on the skirts on the top, like how they would connect mm. because obviously, when you look at Wonder Woman in the film she goes and she's got this beautiful armor that she's wearing which if you compare it to the costumes that the rest of the Amazon are wearing it looks superior because it's supposed to be this, you know, this thing that is like in the armory and it's like a superhero version of what they're wearing, right? Mm. Whereas now it's in the future so they would be wearing something which would be similar to what she's got and they would have evolved with their costume and make it stronger and better looking so they need to, you know, you look at it and you need to see Wonder Woman in each and every one of them, but they still need to be different, mm. but the same. Yeah, It's, <laughs> it's the yeah. Fun of design. No. <laughs>
0: because, yeah, I
3: forgot, of course, that everyone you see in Wonder Woman is set in World War I mm. times, yeah, and yeah, now, yeah. When you said it, I was like, yeah, you're, you're right, because obviously you're, it is a different kind of costume for the mm. Amazonians um, in Justice League. I mean, I'm sure that you probably saw there was almost a bit of controversy about it in the sense of, you know, there was a change in costume and stuff. I'd be interested in in your take on that, kind of what you were thinking about that.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I mean, it's a free country, you know. Everybody's got their own opinion, but it's it's a bit difficult because, like, I think with the whole, like, One Shine stuff that happened recently and, you know, people... They get upset very quickly for things. Sometimes they haven't got the whole story behind it, and they'll just jump on it. And that particular thing, I believe, started because of one photos mm. that the girls took on set in yeah. the Batmobile. Uh, and all of these girls, which are there, they're all like CrossFit, you know, champions or whatever. Yeah. Like they're all super fit women that you would not want to piss off. You know, it's not <laughs> you wouldn't want to like corner her. Like she'll be like, no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not not the time. Uh, and they 're wearing it was I think for a scene which is called the history lessons and it 's literally in the film it 's like a couple of seconds when you see them and and they just have the box that they won in the battle uh and they just like put the box somewhere that 's it that's that 's literally the only time they're wearing these costumes and because it 's supposed to be in the past, really, really in the past, where the gods would come on earth, and you know it 's all these things mm. of like obviously they 're not as evolved as they are now with a costume, so they'd be wearing the bare minimum. And what was funny is that you see something like Con the Barbarian and it's like oh wait he's wearing like a little like
3: loincloth cloth, know, and he's like you know
1: bare chested out of
2: his body as these women should be yeah against. and mm-hmm. he's so
1: yeah. powerful right but yeah. nobody says anything but if it's like a crossfit champion woman yeah. who shows her midsection mm-hmm. then suddenly he's like oh no that's like rape culture mm-hmm. and you're like you it's c-
0: like I've got eight abs I want to
2: show them um, off yeah <laughs>
1: exactly actually and, and then, if,
2: I think people have yeah it's just they've jumped on that and kind of tried to think that it's, it's clearly some man has, has kind of directed that and said that they want to see more,
3: it's just without seeing it. Actually, mm. the story behind it so is context in another way yeah. entirely. Yeah. It, yeah. It is a, I mean, it, it is context because I mean, I remember I read an interview with Brooke Hentz
1: yeah, Brooke, yeah, um,
3: who obviously was one of the main Amazonian yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the
1: her, Hannah, the uh, Hammond Brook.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah well, certainly. Like, uh, and I, I found it really interesting what she was saying. She was saying, you know, as a you know female bodybuilder, mm-hmm. like in history, it's only very recently that's kind of come in vogue. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, you know, people like her have been made to feel as if you, you're unfeminine mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's horrible and everything like that. And she said, this is like the first time I felt like, you know, people like us have been able to be in a film, been treated. Treated as sexy as well, mm. and like you know, yeah, and actually show off our kind of physique, everything that we've worked hard for, and I kind of appreciated that in the sense of you know I thought yeah you know I suppose they should have their chance as well. If that's what you know mm. you want to do, and certainly like you say, I mean really, those women kind of look how really Wonder Woman should look mm. in a lot of ways I mean mm. don't get me wrong Gal Galat's in amazing shape and everything mm, like that but yeah. actually if you put it next to Henry Cavill Ben yeah, Affleck who sure. just in this <laughs> ridiculous shape you're <laughs> oh, thinking yeah. actually women like Brokhead that's kind of if it was kind of you know a fair society that's how she should look really yeah
1: because yeah. these Amazon they're just yeah they do work out and you know the whole principle that they are all warrior boring that's you know they're just the minute they can walk they are trained heavily mm. into the art of mm. war and, and you know just doing all these heavy stuff and they're just really fit and very strong and fearless and like well you know some of them may be wearing more you know heavy duty armor type mm. but not all of them should and somebody like Brookhands who's like she's got such an amazing body and she was saying herself she got a lot of heat before for the way she looked like mm. and all of her life he was like "Oh, actually you you just you know you're not a real girl or you are like all of these really like horrible crap stuff and she talks about it quite openly on her Instagram it's, it's mm. really cool if you guys have a moment go follow her cause it's really interesting um, and she's wearing this costume who, uh, you know, you've got her middle section actually, I got the concept art for her actually, you can see on the website, it's got mm-hmm. two of them, like one of them is her quite covered, so she had this corset here, this breastplate, and another breastplate on the side, which is the the type she's wearing in Wonder Woman, uh, you know, and her skirt, which is, a we call it a spaghetti skirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, she can move around quite freely, and when she came in for the fittings, I mean, you know, you see this woman and her body is just amazing. Like, she's got this six-pack and I was just like, oh, I know it's so unprofessional, but can I... <laughs> you
3: know I mean? yeah. So she's
1: like, yeah, that's fine. And she's like, really, really chilled. Uh, you know, and you look at it and, and, you know, and with Michael and we're just like, we why would we cover that? Mm. I mean, this woman is strong. She's beautiful. She's sexy. She knows her body. She's proud of it. Why would we cover the Body to make her mm. ashamed of showing it. No, like for me, mm. that's not.
3: I, I seems as everything else is like trying to like ape the 80s. Why can't we ape Conan the better Yeah,
0: exactly. You know. Well,
3: there's a moment in the film where she actually stops the, the kind of like cave wall like falls down. She yeah, stops that's correct. it. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, when you watch the scene, you believe she could do it. Yeah. yeah. She's jacked <laughs> no that is it's it. not a polystyrene <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I demand a, a real ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah.
1: You definitely, you definitely, yeah. These costumes are sexy but again they're in the past and not as evolved mm. if you look at what they look like now you know it's pretty much just wonder woman with or without a corset That's, you know like it's mm, the lines that yeah. so they all kind of you know go go with each other and as you said like she's so strong she like stops the door yeah. you know and she's got this massive hammer and she's like you know moving quite a lot and you're like how could you think that you know you just you know she's saying herself like a woman like that maybe you see her and she's such a strong warrior she might not need as much armor you know because it's just like Conan you wouldn't want to go like 10 feet from her <laughs> like yeah. this is not gonna go well let just <laughs> leave her God. alone. No one would dare shoot me
3: in <laughs> Completely this. impervious. No one would dare, uh, <laughs> dare. She's
1: like yeah.
3: But look at, looking at this list of films you've worked on you do seem to have been quite lucky in terms of working mm. on loads of huge franchise pictures with a real leg like real costume kind of legacy in times because mm-hmm. you know, we've got the D C films here, we've got Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star Trek, mm-hmm. Alien, <laughs> like, you know, do you feel really kind of bond as well? Do you feel really lucky you kind of can predict into all these ones that are so uh, costume is such an important part of all mm-hmm. these kind of franchises?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was touching wood. <laughs> no, no, I definitely got really lucky, and I got even more lucky that I got to do multiple departments, and that's Diversing a big, yeah, exactly, like, you know, most people, they'll get really lucky because they'll, like, be in one department and work really hard in that one department, and, and they'll develop. <coughs> Whereas with me, you know, obviously, I've worked hard, I try to work hard, <laughs> not what I do, obviously, but I also got really lucky because I found the right people within the department that I wanted to be part of at the time. So, you know, you could argue that it stayed these two department within the character thing, so it was either a costume or a makeup. But I got to switch around with all of these mm. amazing films. So you know, and you get got a
2: position where you can say yes to things. I, as in, like, you know, because we say, oh, we just really in the makeup person." It's like, I can do that. Yeah, can and, do then, that. <laughs> people, and
0: they don't feel so different that it's going off on a different track. Because mm. I had a friend who's in the art department now, but she started getting a lot of costume jobs mm. when she was starting out and was like, this is great, but it doesn't feed into what I want to be doing as much. So I have mm. to kind of make a choice. Do I keep. If I keep doing these costume jobs, I will get really good costume jobs, but, mm. you know, it had to kind of jump ship. But where it's kind of. All feeding into each one, it's like oh, I can run these tracks a bit, and then just so, yeah, you
2: can run them yeah. simultaneously.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really hard because uh, you generally get you know put into a Digital. little box. Like pe- people like that because it's reassuring mm. for them. And and frankly, you know, even if I do do that. I also sell myself as a concept designer, which is very specific. I do character design. Yeah. And that includes costume, creatures and makeup and that's what I do. I don't really do hard surface as much. I don't you know, I can do armour, which you could argue, but you know, still, you know, I don't do like cars or weapons or whatever. Like some people are just into this yeah. some designers would do like vehicle design it's amazing and that's all they do so you know people will hire you for what you do and what they can see that you have in your portfolio so if you'd want to have creature work then you'd have to show that you're able to do it nobody's going to just give it to you because you know you look cool mm. <laughs> i wished, <laughs> but no you know so that's kind of the problem with it and you have to demonstrate that so when you do multiple things it just takes longer you know, so you could argue that it didn't take me that long, but actually I could also argue that it did, because uh, that's seven years in my career, and I only start now having jobs as a concept designer, and I'm now exactly where I want to be with the skills. You know, It's starting now. And when you see the list of film, you could be like, oh, no, you have heard." It. it. was like, no, oh. actually, I got involved with a lot, which was amazing. And, you know, now I'm finally where I want to be, and that's really amazing. So I hope you can continue and, yeah. and get involved with more so and I more. Think, <laughs> I,
0: think, I think at the time of recording, Star Trek Discovery is a couple of days away from coming back from mm. its uh, mm. winter break.
1: Exciting. Is there any, like, kind of
0: season <laughs> two news, or is there more to come from season one that you've worked on?
1: Um... I know they did say it was renewed for season two. I've read that somewhere. <laughs> May mm-hmm. I've heard it <clears throat> through the pipeline. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know if they're going to be new design for season two, and I don't even know who's going to be involved with that because it's too early yeah. in the stage. And it's yeah. not because you've been involved in one that you can be involved in the rest. Uh, I hope so because it was such an amazing experience, and there were amazing people to work with. Uh, Gersha Phillips, who she was the costumes I know on that, She's absolutely amazing, and we see all the guys at FBFX. But, you know, you never know, uh, and also it depends on the scenario, because, you know, you do most of the heavy design work is made for, you know, the first film, the first yeah. franchise, the first season, and that's what costs a lot of money and, yeah. and is taking the longest time. Mm-hmm. But once stuff are there, you know, if it's still within the Discovery, they already have the costume, they already have most of it, so unless there's a Absolutely. massive break-in scenario, which I know nothing about, <laughs> then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. they yeah.
0: go through a wormhole
1: in the
2: 80s one of the things about me talk about Star Trek Motion Pictures' budget was mm. because it incorporated all the costs for an abandoned TV show in the 70s which went tried to bring it back mm. and a lot of those kind of like props that are made for that show still to this day end up in Star Trek I mean maybe, maybe they sort of used up their lives in Voyager maybe they got that far but you know, that's I mean They didn't waste anything. All that mm. production time costs so much money. The pre-production, and it's, it's amazing to see it still
0: to this day not getting wasted. That you know, they put a lot of money into mm. Starz like Discovery, and potentially, you know, it run and run. New now. big shows mm. are such a big risk, but I guess renewing them isn't as much if
3: you think it's going to do as well if the groundwork's mm. there. So, CBS will always like to say, Structure Discovery is the highest-rated show we've ever had." It's always the only show we've ever had so you know but they, they, they've they renewed it for a season two and that was a big mm. cost to them the first season so you, you would have thought there's there's got to be something there people are obviously watching Can I ask quickly about Spectre you did some pr- prosthetic work on that yes. movie what was that about?
1: Yes, James Bond that was cool wasn't it like when I knew we were on James Bond and like this nerdy thing when I would just put all of the James Bond theme to just like get into the mood <laughs> yeah <laughs> you do that in the workshop Uh, that was for Mark Coulier who's an amazing uh, makeup artist and I was in a technical sort of role at that point and I was just doing more of the the mask for the stunt Um, there was also some makeup uh, done for the main evil guy in mm-hmm. it, which is quite amazing. <laughs> where, where,
2: he, where he gets scarred up, at the yeah, end, yeah, that's falls. it. There yeah, was like, yeah.
1: uh, there's multiple versions of it. <laughs> seeing the new, yeah, yeah Again, as said about me and the names, that like, is really bad. Like I've name dropped a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
2: think you've, you've done very well. With Thank the you. Yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah, um, um, yeah, they'll be very like, happy. You can definitely tag them, in, tag them in this with pride. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> quite rubbish. bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So there, there was multiple versions for him who uh got scarred. Uh, there and you know I just sort of run the silicone and prep them and stuff uh, for it. Uh, it was uh, me and Helen Rowe, another girl who's doing the silicone and that. Uh, so it was quite interesting. And obviously we oh. see they had a lot of um, of stunt things, you know, especially at the beginning when he's running on all these roof thing, you know, at the opening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of it. Uh, and I think he wasn't able, for some reason, I don't exactly remember why, but he wasn't able to do all of the stunts that he planned. Oh, Aww, greg Daniel <laughs> well, Gregg. Yeah, I don't know, I, I can't comment on that. <laughs> he's
0: official, he's what? lazy. <laughs> <laughs> He
2: was did ACL, didn't
1: he, or something like that. Yeah, it must, yeah, it must yeah. have been, yeah, Or well, he, yeah. he got an accident, I don't remember He, gets, he exactly. gets more,
2: like, beat up each time than Daniel Craig. Yeah, like, but there's a lot all, but, though. Yeah, there's a
1: lot in Bond, like, when you yeah. think about it, you know, because obviously people see it, and again, just like design that goes through several stages, when you film it, like, you must know, you know, you have to redo the scene, and redo the scene, and redo the scene, and if the actor's doing the then the actors need to redo the scene. So, you know, yeah. poor guys, they are running for the hundredth time, you know, it's bound to happen
2: lots of uh, Roger Moore's like uh, set diary when mm. he was born he just like do like, like five sit ups in the morning and I'd yeah. a
1: few
2: stretches <laughs> and I'm ready for the day I am
1: ready <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit more intense yeah, uh, right exactly. now. I'd love goal. to see him Cry.
3: on Spectre. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay,
3: Roger go. Moore inspector. <laughs> yeah. Roger Moore being trained by bookends maybe. Or
1: <laughs> that's an, I, would for for that. I would pay money for that. You got some Put more. through his faces. <laughs> oh, <whoop. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Can you wear the suit? Can you wear yeah, no, definitely. Oh,
2: so um, was there a version of the Blofeld? Thing that went, they went all full out with like big scar and no hair then because um, I suppose they would you know blow. From bond. Yeah, traditionally has yes, bold.
1: <sighs> I don't even know about that because like I've had nothing to do with the design on James Bond at all. Like mm. it just got to us and we're the makers on that, so yeah. I I really have no idea. I know the guy sculpted a copper version for his eyes, but again, you know it's always a bit hard because you don't want to lose the actors too much, and that's always a problem you've got when you're doing prosthetic makeup. is like. Mm. <sighs> How much is too much? Mm. When are we going? When, it, yeah, so much like, when is
0: when is it finished? <laughs> you yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you
1: know, is it too much and then we don't even know it's you under there? Mm-hmm. Or do we kinda of want to keep it and make it a bit more mm-hmm. subtle because you need it for your performance? So, you know, I'm not sure how they ended up, you know, choosing what was best.
0: Yeah, with the styles, what was it like jumping between you know, Rogue One era, mm. old old style styles and the new new stuff was there? A bit of whiplash between the two there, if you went from one to another to another again?
1: So I did Force Awakens before Rogue yeah. One, obviously, uh, and frankly no, I did not see <laughs> it. Mean, on Force Awakens it was more of all the reshoots and stuff, so actually on the length of time I didn't spend as long on Force Awakens as I did on Rogue One or actually The Last Jedi, which was the longest one that I had on one of these films. Uh, and Last Jedi was obviously creatures, it got absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> <costumes. Yeah. laughs> um. costumes. But no, not so much, actually, because, you know, when you look at Star Wars, you'd be surprised, actually, if you look at the Rebels' costumes, mm. if they're not principles, because obviously they would have specific things, but mm-hmm. if they're like, sort of, rubble on the base. Like, all of the designs now go through Ralph McQuarrie's ones, at the time, so mm. they, they're all from there. So yeah, they're it they're hasn't changed. In the old changed yeah, 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 That's, that's, correct. that's like, correct. Yeah, it goes from the same sort of ground, you know. So they have these ground rules that you don't know what to do, go back to him, he will know what to do. So look at what <laughs> he's done and then take your concept from there. So the when Bible. you look at the timeline, mm. it's exactly that. Exactly. Starting at a
2: base was like, you know, uh, and some of these like actual sets were mm. like, are now being used, all the
0: abandoned ones from yeah, the first yeah, trilogy and yeah. just being used in these new films, like yeah. Vader's Castle. We've seen some of Canto like the Casino Planet in The Last Jedi some of his old designs as well for that city I think possibly I,
1: I,
2: yeah.
0: I'm more aware of the Force Awakens and um, right, right. um, Rogue One
2: mm. ones
1: but, yeah, yeah it's quite amazing when you think about it well it's and nothing getting wasted know. is it like yeah <laughs> Be Better not, like he was painting everything by hand actually at the time as well, like you see him in the old sort of making off and you see him sort of turning around like, oh, you're filming he's like <laughs> painting by hand it's like a normal star but it's, like what the hell and so he down to,
2: to like a map painting as well, which always fascinates me that that was you know when I discovered that those were paint hand painted
1: yeah, it's and And that
2: art of Star Wars book, it blew my mind that somebody could it was photorealistic, you know I've just done this Bob Ross uh, painting over here this is, this is good this oh wow. <laughs> my Paid by Numbers mountain uh, following him well you paid it nice. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. very wow. nice oh wow that's my more cubist approach we'll put these we're p- going to have to post cool, that yeah, on yeah we'll statistics. put them up so our so first attempts like as
3: well we oh, oh whoa what that's so, so isn't yeah. that
1: great yeah. yeah
3: so you literally just follow the Bob Ross shut last up
1: first show. attempt Walter great a
3: challenge at last
1: yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing <laughs> from first oh well
3: done yeah just had to share that off on our audio podcast
1: I'm going to take this book and get out it's like put me in shape
3: well this phone we were looking at two out your portfolio uh, book earlier and it had something called star wars disturbance in there can you explain yes. to us what that is
1: yes uh disturbance is a little fun projects uh, that i had where it was sort of taking everything that i've learned on all of these free movies and see if you could kind of take it in. like how far can you take it that it is still star wars and how can you explore it for it to stay within, you know, the whole, like, sort of, trilogy mm-hmm. section, and, and, you know, they, it's Star Wars is very difficult when it comes to design, extremely difficult. You wouldn't realize it, because when you look at it, you just say, oh, he's just wearing, like, a t-shirt and a couple of bandages, how difficult could that be? But actually, <laughs> mm. to find this particular thing, it probably took millions of variations of design, and sometimes you don't know why you're going to design a creature or a costume, and you're going to look at it and you're like, is that Star Wars? Is that Star... Because it's not like Star Trek where I could design something and put like a, a little like, logo and you're like, oh, maybe it's not too Star Trek but the fact that they got the little logo there, maybe if I push it a bit mm. sometimes it could just about pass. With Star Wars, you, you don't really have that one thing unless they have the Rebel Alliance on it or something that makes it
0: it's like all our brains know like oh that's Star Wars. you just know that's Star, Wars, Star Wars. because you
1: look at it <laughs> yeah. yeah you look at it especially with creatures obviously because it's not they can't really have something like a logo or something that brings them into a group that is part of a franchise right mm-hmm. they're just on their own so you have to be able to design it and be like is that Star Wars, and you don't know why? But sometimes it is. Sometimes it's Star Trekky. Sometimes it's not at all. So it's like why? <laughs> you don't even know. So it's really <laughs> hard. It's more so, John
0: Carter Mars. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, but you don't, especially know why. They're always sort of very simple shapes, and and are very specific style that goes with them. So so disturbance really is just an exercise in that. It's an exercise of how much can you push it so it is still brief Star Wars and you know yeah so this is just what it is just a funny little exercise that I started uh, when I was on Last Jedi uh, because I befriended one of the guys there uh, well four of the guys there but but, uh, one in particular which is called Jake, uh, Jake Lynn Davis he's an amazing concept designer there. And uh, we started this little game that would just turn up uh, on the morning. I was like, oh, I've got this sketch. And he was like, oh, that's really cool. Turn up tomorrow with another one. It's like, okay, cool. So I turn up tomorrow with another one. And I go, you know, into this game of, like, going home and trying to, like, you know, because it's a really good exercise. And, and at the time when I was on The Last Jedi, like, I knew that I wanted to eventually step more into the designer role, but I didn't know if it was, you know, the right time. And do I have enough experience? And I don't know if I'm ready. And, you know, you kind of it's It's difficult, you kind of yeah, so I was very grateful because Star Wars did change my life, you know in within this, as mm-hmm. I like talking to to these guys and especially him, uh you know, and he was like, you need to like stop doing this and you need to kind of embrace. Embrace this So I started Disturbance with him On that And kind of Kept going <laughs> yeah. Join me And together
0: yeah, We were
2: all Yeah join me I mean because it's like It's
1: not fan art
2: At that point Because it's still yeah. You're on the set You're designing like you're at the yeah, yeah, point by yeah, yeah. Star Wars It's not fan art Like it is Well just like, you know, yeah, if It wasn't
1: like, for Star Wars <laughs> so It wasn't for the film I can't yeah. really You know Take, take yeah. this star Wars thing up Star
2: Wars episode 9 no, Disturbance Yeah yeah
1: It was very really My own thing But you know My
2: first viewing of it Was like This is like something I've never You know It felt so Star Wars immediately and I felt like it was actually part it's of it. It's embedded the, in our childhood. in a Much talked about but hardly ever seen Knights of Ren sort of thing, yeah. which you know, maybe we'll see one day. I hope other, so. You know, it looks
1: really cool. I'll yeah, in, the,
2: in the rain, in the dark, yeah, just like, can
1: I have
3: a bit more of that please? So yeah. I'm sure that's what they've brought up their sleeve. Uh,
1: uh, so,
2: so
3: this is very, very much cool. what you're aiming for now, is to totally move fully into concept design
1: and such? I have moved like, since, yeah. since basically Justice League was the tipping point, so, so right. Star Wars was, you know, all of them, and uh, and actually it was a conversation I had with a guy named Ivan Manzella, which is part of the Quatuor, so you've got Jacqueline Davis, Ivan Manzella, Luke Fisher, and uh, Martin Rizard. and they're the four guys which are pretty much designing all the creature side when it comes to uh, Star Wars, right, and they've been there since the beginning and stuff. And I was talking to him and uh, and he was asking me what I was doing on the film and, you know, it was a creature department, you know, technic- technical things. And uh, and I'm like, but you know what, I want to be a, uh, a character and creature designer full time now because I've been, you know, just doing it a little bit here and there for seven years and I just want to just do it full time now, mm. this is what I want to do. And you're
0: exposed to the best. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: exactly, it's difficult, you know, and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, and, you know, I'm telling this guy who's one of the main designers on Star Wars, what am I doing? Do I want to do, like, career, like, suicide? What is this, <laughs> yeah. And, but I was very surprised. He turned around, he didn't laugh at all. He was like, okay, good, you know, bring your portfolio, I'll have a look. You know, And really like so the fact that this guy was so passionate, all of them, they're just so passionate about what they do and, and they share this passion with you. And actually, it's so much better because in this industry, unfortunately, there's a lot of people which are very, very jaded, very like, mm. oh, another one that thinks she can design, another one that thinks she can, you know, and you're like, why? It's not because you didn't have you the balls or something. you yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly, like you're somebody else can do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's a difference between people, you know, that say they want to do it, but don't have a portfolio, don't have the things yeah. and don't work their ass off. But you know if you actually are genuinely into what you do and you can show other people which are equally into what they do and then you share this passion it's absolutely amazing so star wars was that tipping point for me it was like oh actually if i meet the right people and they see through me and i see through them and we share that and that's amazing mm. uh, and then i you know kept on going build myself a, a little portfolio and then justice league happened and you know in this business it's also you got lucky. And with justice, League, I got lucky because when I got into this workshop, the only one that had the skills to do what they wanted me to do at this point was me. I was the only one in this workshop that right. could do what they wanted me to do at this particular point of time. So it yeah, was like so great. Is
2: so <laughs> that amazing the level work? Well, uh, a little bit of knowing about that material and where you know it just made. I'm so glad I did that back, back like five years <laughs> back, ago. <but> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Exactly, Um, and you know, I'm one of these people that sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating because everything is of interest to me, everything. And especially now as being a designer, like I think you need to know how the world around you (coughs) works so everything becomes this amazing mm. thing that you need to know about. You need to like have this this entire library, like I'll know how your little guy swims and why and how does it breathe and whatever, you know, it's, it's <laughs> really amazing for me and then I'll sort of have it in the corner it's, of my it's mind. It's Aristotle we're talking about here.
2: a <laughs> <Yes,
0: laughs> like, like, little, hand little
2: hand guy,
1: hand why is it that? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The,
0: it's that little man we keep swimming in the tank. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I knew you guys were shady, jeez.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, that's it, so you know, I look at something like that and I'll store things into my brain and have this sort of visual library of things and you know leather was just another thing I was interested in so I just learned it and just stored it as a library of things like, oh, now you know how it works so you can you know put it on mm. something else and because I did this yeah when it happens so like well you know we're going to do these costumes and obviously it's the Amazon so 90% of the suit is going to be made out of leather or it looks like it's made out of leather because what they're wearing is leather yeah
2: leather <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's the uh, leather style, yeah, style yeah, yeah. No nope leather
1: No nope leather, leather <laughs> I promise it's only real leather or it's sprayed in polyurethane because obviously mm. it's a lot lighter for them to wear especially if they're doing stunt and things like that you don't want real leather because mm. it's going to hurt them um, but yeah so I just I just did this and that's how I kind of went into creating this costume and while you're creating it you're kind of engineering it as well and this is where I go more into industrial design because you kind of you know, fit the things together, and how is this thing locking on the body, and why it couldn't be here or here, because it's going to a her, mm. what does she do, does she do the lance, does she do the sword, then where does she keep the sword, where the shelf attached, etc, etc. Yeah.
2: Is it's like, it like models on standby, just to sort of, like, we need a costume fitting now, and sort of... Is it, I, I wished.
1: It, no. <laughs> I wish I had like a row of It's like, if I had the sword here, how would
2: it Yeah. So you end up wearing <laughs> this stuff like that, right? Just, I have
1: colleagues who models for, what yeah, you do you do? there was all this
3: controversy, and <laughs> justice.
1: just <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you, you take somebody else from the workshop genuinely because you don't have time and frankly when we did Justice League uh, You know we got in towards the end and it was the first time that I was doing something that was from the design like there was nothing from design to realization in like two months or something stupid, like it was really, really, really short. Mm. Um, so it was crazy hours, crazy timing, it was like, yeah, it was interesting, it was definitely an interesting experience. Uh, but the timeline was crazy, <clears throat> so we just had to fit stuff and you don't have time, so you know, you do this costume and and I think the first one I did it on a gal's body that we had for her costume, uh, we got like this, uh, this hard body of hers that we milled. Uh, And so you can keep the suit sort of safe, you know, and when they're painting it and stuff, it kind of fits on her body, so it's better. And when you do leather work, obviously, you need to kind of put it in the water and so then you have got to stretch it on the form. That's how you get, like, the nice sort of booby shapes and whatever and all. Um, They did that on Exodus, actually. Um, Gods and Kings came out and then, you know, stretching all of the leather Uh, through the body so you have all of the muscles and say it was quite cool. (coughs) But yeah, so you'd have stuff like that. So uh, uh, I'd take the costume and put it on that for show and tell, even though it's not for her exactly, it's for nobody really. It's just like a random costume and then if they like it, they might take bits and then redo that and sort of mix and match. Uh, And then I'll take a colleague, which is roughly the size, and I'm like, put that on. (laughs)
0: This is what it's gonna be. Yeah, dress up time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the model for Discovery on the first suit, actually. Yeah, don't say that because it's like this suit is so hard to wear (laughs) because it does not pardon anything. And it was still, you know, at a time in my life where I was going to the gym, so I could still be a model. Uh, Now I'm not sure. Um, But no, that's part of the funny thing with it, you know, and it's things that people don't really realize, maybe, because every single film is a completely different experience. And the people that you work with, what you do on the particular film, you know, especially somebody like me because I've got all these different skills and I mm. want to use them all because they're all very interesting for me and I love them all almost equally, you know, <laughs> so it's difficult and I'm going to go there and throw myself in one and throw myself on the other and
2: yeah, I think you've got more investment in the project then because you've got your you mm. invest yourself in more than one area. You don't feel you're never going to be in a silo. Mm. You're not like oh, I'm stuck and doing to be this that thing. jaded person mm. that goes well. I've just been doing a level work for fifty years, and yeah, you know, I think you're not going to be in that situation. So I don't I mean.
1: want to, and no. frankly, I've seen enough people who are in this situation mm. who are like you just want to go warnings. and hug them, <laughs> you yeah, know, be like, yeah. can I help you please? Because like, I don't want you to be jaded for the rest of your life. It's yeah, like, yeah, but no, you can't like, they, you know, unfortunately, they kind of have to help themselves. Like when I did the change to concept designer, like, I didn't really have the time when I was work as a worker, right? So costume making or uh, technicality in makeup, you don't have time. Because if you're on set, as a makeup artist, you're there at 3 in the morning and you leave, it's like midnight if you're lucky. And that's what you are, like you're the first one in and the last one out because you've got all this stuff to do all day. And they're long hours, they're long days, and it's lot of waiting around and rush and waiting around and rush. And if you're in the workshop, you know, you always sort of, oh yeah, but this, this last little bit, if I do it today, mm. that means then tomorrow I don't have to do it. But obviously tomorrow there's going to be something else, oh my god, there's this thing to do. And They're like crazy hours, they're exciting but they're all hard and long hours. So you end up not having the time to do anything else while you do that. Generally, it's very, very hard. So you'd have to sort of take time out
2: to Which do what is, you want to do. Well, you did those sketches, essentially, at home in the evening, it, didn't you? Yeah, that's yeah, it. So. Yeah, I guess your career is like you haven't got the time of the day to, get
1: to look like <laughs>
2: no It's like, yeah, it's too much, to work, too much waiting. Yeah. It,
1: well it is, yeah, and, <laughs> and also you know when you're working something like that, even if you stop for lunch you don't know if there's something else, they might need you for something, you know, and it's just unprofessional, you're not just going to disappear somewhere and do your own stuff. Like you're employed to do something specific and the truth is, even though most people might think you're, you know, you are having fun, it's true, you know what you do and there are funny things to do, you're part of the filmmaking and it's great, It's still work. You're still a professional. You're still going there and you're still paid to do something professional and acting professional and, and, you know, do what you're paid for and do it well. You know, you Mm. want to do your best, really. So uh, I wasn't actually driving at the time when I was on Last Jedi. I've only been driving for like a year and a half now. I'm so glad. But at the time, I wasn't. So you'd go to Pinewood Studio and you'd have to like take the two to wherever it was and then the bus that goes to Pinewood. And then you at work all day and then wait for the bus to come back. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if I had like a car that could pop me somewhere and then sort of wait for it. So I was like sketching the tube and then I'd go home and I was living in St Albans at the time. So from Pinewood, you know, you can only go inside London and then back out. And unfortunately, you don't have anything that follows the M25 just yet. <laughs> just yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'd turn up at home at 11 and then I'd sketch until one in the morning and then I'd go to bed and then wake up at five and then go back. Bloody, uh... But it's frustrating. And yeah, sometimes I was in a bit of a dodgy mood because <laughs> so you're like, really tired and you're just like, oh, I have to be professional all I want is to go there in a the corner and just sleep next to the mold who's like really warm. <laughs> so, you,
3: know. you haven't got your own trailer yet. So. Yeah, no, no,
1: I'm afraid not. Uh, but you know, the mold trailer is really nice because they keep the the stuff curing so it's really warm and it makes you want to sleep. I'm right? you know, <laughs> just going to sit there in that huge creature mold. Morning, just and like, ooh, yeah. the chilly mornings. I'm going
2: to find you inside a tauntaun
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how did you know jeez my warm
2: place yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, no but you know and they were they were just amazing people in this film as well to work for frankly there were um, so you know you <coughs> want to do your best and, and the truth is you have to do this in order to get yourself a starting portfolio and, and you know see if you can do it as well see if you like it because some people which are dated now they're like oh I always wanted to be a sculptor like okay, have you sculpted one day in your life? Well, no, because and then here is the list of things, and no matter what you say to them, for them to change their circumstances, they're always going to be an excuse for them not to do it. And the truth is, you just need you know you change your approach. Mm. Like if it doesn't work, why are you working? And obviously, when I was doing Star Wars, I was really you know happy that it wasn't for that long that I needed to like go home, do and the light. And even if it was exciting because I was talking to the Delinos there and a good friend of mine now, it was heavy on the body and the mind. So, as I know, like, I just you know i 'm going to stop i 'm just going to stop and that 's it. So, I just took time off, did a little portfolio, and obviously, I also got lucky because with Justice League I had some design to do, so it was a bit of a mix between making and design, so that was a nice sort of slow step, slowly but surely building yourself some things and you know showing to people that you really want to do them and it 's also equally these people who believed in you because they you know saw something in you and or maybe they got really annoyed that you were like, fine, what well, are you doing? <laughs> <they're> like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's well, that as well. Um, but yeah, and then that's kind of how I got Star Trek, really. Uh, that and wit, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, and, and luck Maxi. as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was luck as well. You know, I was just there at the right time, at the right moment. And, you know, with the design, it worked really well with Gersha and stuff. So it, it was really nice. And then after that, I was like, well, you know, I need to, like, build more. So I just step out completely and i was like i'm just gonna lock myself in the room do 18 hours a day of drawing and painting and then that will do my that's my second book that was the first book before um you know and and, and just get on and do all these like i like i mentioned before uh who's a trade show for people in the industry and makeup and stuff like that you know and just just continue and show people and then yeah more design work started sort of slowly happening mm. again and. It's always going to be a step back. It's always going to be difficult when you decide to switch from one thing to the other. But if it's something you really want to do, then you know. You should just take the chance, frankly, because worst's gonna happen is you're gonna have an adventure, and uh, you know if it doesn't work, then yeah, I'll be annoying, but at least you started it. You're not mm-hmm. gonna be the jaded person in the corner of the workshop, and you're like mm, another one that thinks be. you know. It's just <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Nobody mean, you need needs
2: them in that. All, like, all kinds of jobs, people who just never get promotion, that kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, sometimes you get unlucky, and I get it. You know, I can't. I mean, my story is just my story and somebody else might have different circumstances mm. and they might listen to me saying that and be like, "Who do you think she is? It's, it? it's who you connect with and stuff as well that makes a difference, like, you know, you just show people that you're really into it and you make the decision and yeah, it is hard, for oh, our sake. <laughs> but
2: certainly your passion for amazing. this has come across, like, and, and some people are going to see your pictures as well, we'll see that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> What's uh, what's
3: next? Is yeah. there Can you talk about let it? Yeah, is there? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: let me call in my secret. <laughs> yeah, I know they are doing a new one, but uh, I don't know anything about this. Uh, <laughs> no, there's there's this uh, uh, French uh, project actually that I'm on at the moment, which I can't really divulge too much, oh, okay. but it's uh, it's really really interesting. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, there's a couple of characters for that, and it's set in uh, in the Congo, 1930 and it's sort of like yeah it's, it's very very interesting actually and I had to do a lot of historical research for that and that was the first time that I had something you know so like pinpointy mm-hmm. like real Sorry, world I it
2: for once as yeah well. yeah yeah
1: yeah. Really it's, <laughs> it, yeah yeah it's, it's kind of like you know those this again i have to be careful with what i say
3: but you <laughs> do have listeners in france yeah so <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah it's, it's just sort of like it's based towards like next longer. to real events let's say that right in history that's that's all i can say um but yeah so obviously you know I had to do like a lot of research on, on what was going on at that time uh, which was both frightening because for anybody that actually read you know Heart of Darkness or anything that has to do with Congo Colonia at that time you would probably cry <laughs> that much because it was a horrible time uh, but it's also quite amazing to see you know how they were living at the time where they were wearing in you know the jungle and they're still there with a corset and whatnot and you know yeah. it's just Yeah, it's very interesting. So, I'm I'm currently a lead designer on that, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, designing a bunch of stuff. So, you know, I don't know where the project's going to go, but at the moment it's pretty cool. Amazing.
2: Yeah, but certainly one of the most cinematic episodes of Young Indiana Jones was set in that (laughs) period (laughs) and that Mm -hmm. part of the world. Mm Sticks with you because it is so amazing just shooting in Africa, anyway. So, yeah, whoever yeah. comes off, you know, it's been quite something to look at when it's done. Cross
1: fingers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. keeps
2: um, yeah. So, where can people see more of your stuff? Is it, do you have a website that people can see?
1: Yes, I have a website. Uh, it's adelaidephilip.com with an F. It's a mouthful, so I'll write it somewhere. <laughs>
3: well, it'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, your, your name be in there. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm the Okay, follow a link um, on, on all the website, social yeah. media and such. Yeah, um, yeah we indeed. can also be found on social. Social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Spocklight Pod. Uh, you can follow us on all of those. Uh, you can also subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review, which would be nice. Always like to hear some feedback from yourselves.
1: Five stars.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Adelaide is on it you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five stars yeah.
2: only, people. <laughs> Which just leaves us to say thank you so much for coming. Well, thank oh, you, thank for you, yeah, it's really yeah. It was
1: so cool. You guys are really funny. It's amazing, so. touch, <laughs> it's
0: amazing to touch base again after so long. It's amazing just how many people it. you kind of like know and have worked with, and just still doing great stuff. So,
2: you, so yeah, yeah, Facebook, Facebook for yeah, Facebook. For
0: creating this platform where you still have some
2: kind of connection <laughs> over y- over the years. But
1: yeah, yeah, thanks for finding me. No again. worries, no worries. <laughs> Somewhere in there, You yeah, get your design I and
2: yeah. some in something real soon. <laughs> <But
1: yeah. laughs> I hope so. That'd be nice. Okay,
2: thank you. That's that's all from this episode of Spotlight I've been Paul Wilson I've been Matt Brothers
3: I've been Liam Dempsey thank
1: you believe. oh thank you